Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Over the next few weeks, as we close out the church calendar with Christ the King Sunday on November 22nd, and then march into a new year with Advent on November 29th, our Sunday readings become more and more focused on the return of Jesus Christ, his second coming. One scholar suggests that from the time that we're at now all the way through Advent is really one church season focused on the return of the Lord. Our second reading is from St. Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians. And one of his major reasons for writing that particular letter was to inform the church about the second coming of Jesus Christ. In fact, he said, encourage each other with these words. Encourage each other about the coming of Jesus Christ. He wrote, the master himself will give the command, God's trumpet blast. He'll come down from heaven and the dead in Christ will rise. They'll go first. And then the rest of us who are still alive at the time will be caught up with them into the clouds to meet the master. We'll be walking on air. And then there will be one huge family reunion with the master. So reassure one another with these words. It is the return of Jesus and our future resurrection with him that is the hope of all Christians. It is a hope in God's justice to set things right. Our catechism in our church, in our prayer book, teaches about this hope. It asks the question, What is Christian hope? The answer, the Christian hope is to live with confidence and newness and fullness of life and to await the coming of Christ in glory and the completion of God's purpose for the world. We affirm it just about every Sunday as we gather for worship, saying in unison, saying it together in the Nicene Creed, He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. Then a few lines down, we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. As Christians, we are looking for, in expectation, with a living hope, the physical return of Jesus Christ our Lord. This event is our hope. The return of Jesus is our hope. Our future life with him and all the saints of God is our hope. This is the motivation behind Jesus' story in our gospel reading about the ten bridesmaids. Five of the ten were foolish and did not prepare for the coming of the bridegroom. And the other five were wise as they prepared for the coming of the bridegroom. And Jesus gives this warning at the very end of the story. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Jesus is coming back. It may be in our lifetime. It may be in the next generation. It may be in 500 years from now. Who knows? We certainly don't, but we do know that we need to work to prepare the way for the Lord's return. And the five wise bridesmaids 
were prepared for the bridegroom, and we are preparing the way of the Lord. And that is why salvation is not just some sort of fire insurance, like a get out of hell free card. Salvation is a gift of God. And the Holy Spirit comes into our lives and begins to transform us through repentance. We change by the Spirit of God. We no longer live for our sins and our selfish desires. We become born of the Spirit, to quote Jesus. And then we become ministers of God's grace in this world with the hope and expectation of his imminent return. What that doesn't mean is that we just go through life with some private faith that nobody knows anything about. At least that is not how I see the believers in the New Testament behaving. They shared their faith with words and with deeds. They shared their faith boldly and with mighty acts of power. And they held on to their faith despite government sanctions and cultural threats and religious bigotry. They remained faithful even to the point of death. Why? Because as followers of Jesus, disciples of Jesus, they and we are preparing the way for his return. Loving God with all of your heart and soul and strength and mind is part of that preparation. So is loving our neighbor as ourself. So is going into the world and preaching all that Christ has commanded. These are the things that Jesus said to do as we prepare for his return. And you know, there are a lot of things that distract us from this work of preparation too. This year alone has brought a lot of distractions. The pandemic has brought sickness and, and death. It also has brought fear and anxiety and financial ruin. It has been a real tough election year, a great divisive spirit, if you will, in our nation. And Christians are not void of this divisive spirit either. It's, it's been rough. And not only those things, it seems like we have a banner year for the number of hurricanes. Imagine living in Louisiana this year. At least four hurricanes this year alone. It's enough to make you want to hide. Put your head in the sand. Or like the song that's been running through my head over the last few days from 1978, the American punk rock band, the Ramones hit song, I Want to Be Sedated. Just wake me up when it's all over. But God has not called us to go and hide. To have some private faith that we keep to ourselves. He calls us to share that faith. To live out the gospel of Jesus Christ in word and deed. No matter what happens... God is still on the throne. And that is true. Perhaps nothing is truer than that. But that doesn't mean we forget what is happening in the world. The reign of Christ means that we are accountable to God. Our elected leaders are accountable to God. 
As Byzantine Catholic priest Jeffrey Mackey states, it means we and our elected leaders have an accountability to do right, to serve the vulnerable, to pursue justice, and to work for a more peaceable society. It means that mercy and justice are in order. It means the opposite of when people say, well, it, it doesn't matter because when I die, I'm going to heaven anyway, so whatever. It means we've got kingdom work to do. It means that we've got to get ready for the bridegroom. No matter who is president now or in the future or eight years from now, we are called to get on our knees and pray for justice and peace and wisdom. No matter who is president, our ministry as Christians changes very little. Our prayers might change in nuance, but we're still called to pray. No government is perfect, and we must speak up for the things that are contrary to the kingdom of God, like speaking up for the least of these. No matter if the crisis comes in the form of sickness or war, from hurricanes or social unrest, we must cry out to God in prayer for justice and peace and safety. Preparing the way of the Lord means that we are faithful in prayer, faithful in evangelism, faithful in justice, faithful in obedience, faithful in love, and with the power of the Holy Spirit, yielding to that calling, Yielding to the wooing of the Holy Spirit, we can prepare the way of the Lord. And so, over these next few weeks and into Advent, as we hear the biblical readings encouraging us to be ready for the return of the Lord, may we read and mark and learn and inwardly digest the readings taking them into our hearts and exercising them in our actions. May we be like the wise bridesmaids who prepared for the coming of the bridegroom. And may we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. May we, with expectation, show our readiness by preparing this world for the arrival of the King of Kings, our Lord Jesus Christ. And may our prayer be on our lips. Come, Lord Jesus, come. We're preparing it for you. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.